Ukraine Calling. Hello and welcome to Ukraine Calling, the English language podcast from Hromadsky Radio in Kiev. I'm Andrei Kulikov and my interviewee this time is Michael Drakman. Mr. Drakman is the program director of Ukraine of the International Republican Institute. And this is actually the third time that I am interviewing him after another of major opinion surveys that the IRI conducts in Ukraine to see how we Ukrainians change our views while fighting the Russian onslaught. Or do we change our views? Hence my first question to Michael Drakman. What is drastically different about the results of this new survey by the International Republican Institute? I think one of the things that struck us is the consistency with how Ukrainians uh, view, despite all the difficulties with last winter, still have such a positive outlook on their their local governments. Uh, and again, not just only in Western Ukraine, where we've had some real standouts in the past. But uh, again, you see this consistently across uh, Ukrainian cities. So basically, the uh, when I'm asking about the difference, you say that there's no difference. There's progress or just uh, re- retaining the previous position. What are the changes in the moods that you uh, see? The changes are those cities that at the moment don't have a mayor at the moment when the survey was conducted uh, had the secretary of their council, for example, uh, in charge, either because that mayor had been removed for a criminal proceeding or there had been uh, yet to be an election held. We did see lower rankings. Uh, and certainly when you get below just uh, viewpoints of the mayor or the council and at Uh, services, one of the striking things uh, is that I think there's a greater appreciation for the services that are being offered. Um, So people are recognizing, uh, for example, that trash is still being collected uh, and other basic services. There's an appreciation for that, particularly, uh, again, after the last year plus. But we can still see in certain cities, you know, low scores in certain areas, you know, Poltava, unfortunately, Sumy, uh, all ranking much more lower, uh, Zaporizhia. And again, these are cities that either haven't had uh, a mayor for a period of time, or as we see in the case of Sumy, we have an active uh, corruption investigation, the removal of that mayor, uh, which was subsequent to this survey. But um, you do see differences uh, amongst the cities. But we haven't seen a drastic, let's say, decrease across all cities in that, uh, not just in trust and support or the, the approval ratings of elected leaders, but even in, in services, um, which, again, if you were to measure certain service delivery for Ukrainian cities uh, with tools such as that used by the World Bank or European Bank for Reconstruction Development, perhaps there has been a quantifiable difference uh, in terms of resources or or um, uh, deliverables, but the public perception and the uh, perception of these residents of cities uh, has not decreased by and large. 
You mentioned that in some cities we lack mayors and have lacked them for quite some time. There is now a talk in Ukraine about uh, presidential or parliamentary elections, but there's almost no discussion of the need for local self-government elections. While in many communities the composition of the population has significantly changed and a lot of uh, internally displaced people came to to uh, smaller towns or even to bigger towns. And the councils, local councils, do not uh, represent anymore the composition or they were voted for by people who either do not live here anymore or have not lived here before the invasion started. Have you polled the population on this or have you heard any um, indications about whether people want or don't want local elections? We have looked at the question of elections in our most recent national survey that we conducted in September, as well as uh, the perceptions of uh, newly arrived displaced voters uh, having the ability to vote in their community. Uh, and there is a bit of a difference between the national and local level, where in our most recent survey that we conducted this September, uh, the majority of Ukrainians want to see displaced persons participate. And in fact, all Ukrainians participate in any national elections, including those parliamentary elections, um, whenever they're scheduled following uh, the war. Uh, and that was one of the key findings of that most recent survey is that over 60% of Ukrainians want to wait until after the war to hold elections. Um, now, with local elections, we're not currently scheduled to hold those until 2025. So even though the populations have changed in certain cities, uh, and you know we've seen this actually going back many, many years now, um, that new body of voters will have the opportunity in 2025 to select their council. We did find when asking about uh, the attitudes towards uh, displaced persons participating in local elections in their new communities uh, earlier this year, there was more hesitation by residents of Western Ukraine to see them participating in their local elections, as opposed to, let's say, the center or southern regions of Ukraine. But by and large, looking at elections as a whole, we saw the response being that Ukraine should wait until after the war and that all Ukrainians should have the ability to participate wherever they are. Do you personally, uh, as a person who has uh, gone uh, uh, together with us through many trials of uh, this and uh, past year, what is the most questionable and what is the most reassuring aspect in the findings of your surveys? I'll start with the most reassuring. The most reassuring is uh, seeing this incredible national unity uh, that we've spoken about before together on, on some of these questions that before were very divisive uh, in Ukraine, uh, particularly those questions that were looking at the, the future place and role of Ukraine in, in the world and Europe, the Ukraine's uh, EU membership. Do Ukrainians want to pursue that or would they want to pursue a, a customs union, for example, uh, with Russia, Belarus, and Kazakhstan, something we've asked for 
over a decade now, uh, their views on joining the NATO alliance, if there was going to be a referendum on that. That was something we saw great division on between the East and South uh, over the years who were opposed to both of those, uh, more supportive of a customs union uh, and, and non-alignment. We were seeing some shifts over the last, let's say, five to six years where the South in particular was moving more closely to uh, at least being open, more open to the idea of EU membership uh, and less negative towards NATO. Since February 2022, we see complete agreement uh, almost within that margin of error for all regions of Ukraine on Ukraine pursuing EU membership over 80%, uh, as well as NATO membership over 80%. So that is something, and we see this national unity on other, uh, let's say, less um, less divisive questions, but everything from winning the war to what will Ukraine's territorial boundaries be as a result of the war, uh, which Ukrainians overwhelmingly say will be all of their territory and that they will win the war. We also see national unity on that. And lastly, just on the, on the let's say, that the positive the uh, dynamic, the reassuring uh, dynamics from the surveys when we asked most recently in September about um, perceptions of holding elections and what type of elections should be held. We don't see a difference in regions of Ukraine that want to hold elections versus those who don't. We see the country you know, united in understanding that now is not the time to be organizing, holding an election that may or may not meet democratic standards. But if we go back to 2011 or 12, we saw regions of Ukraine that did want to have uh, either early elections or were deeply dissatisfied with the current government. We saw these splits between the West and the East where Eastern Ukraine felt things were going in the right direction. They approved of the government. They approved of the parliament, uh, whereas Western Ukraine thought things in the country were going the wrong direction and didn't approve of the government or the parliament. So I think reassuringly at this time, even on some of these political questions, and we try not to discuss too many of them at this time, but even on those questions, we're seeing at least uh, unanimity uh, of thought between the East and West. Um when it comes to what's maybe more worrying or troubling or things that we see, it is, uh, I guess, the opposite of that response. It's how long can we maintain this unity? Uh, and we do see slight decreases in numbers of support for NATO EU amongst the East and South. Very negligible, and, and but but it's there if you look at it in trend. It will be interesting to see as we go through this winter if we do start to see some of this national unity uh, begin to begin to diverge on certain questions. Um, but I think that President Zelensky's comments two, three weeks ago now about we're not going to hold elections until after the war, that does at least uh, remove one of the most divisive potential uh, issues from Ukraine, holding elections, which naturally would create division and friction as parties were forced to contest uh, in, in that competition. So uh, that is something to watch. And I think all the more reason we need to be, we need to all be paying very close attention through this winter. Michael Drakman heads the International Republican Institute in Ukraine. He's been with us for many, many years and he's constantly uh, 
probing the Ukrainian public opinion together with his team, of course. So he's uh, a person who can very well make some deep-going conclusions. But now I'm going to ask about a very simple story. Uh, you mentioned that most of us, at least those whom you polled, are satisfied with uh, local services like collecting trash. And this uh, brought to me memories of uh, February and March last year when Kyiv was constantly under bombardment and we had very long curfews but still at around 4 a.m. in my courtyard a truck rubbish removing truck uh, appeared and the guys in uh, the uniform were doing this and uh, you know I think that you can understand me when I say that this was one of the reassuring things although of course I was uh, worried for the safety of those people what for you was and is a simple thing that keeps you going I think when you're Walking around, uh, particularly you know this past summer, uh, but even now, uh, walking in Kiev, walking in Odessa, uh, any city in Ukraine, almost uh, there are those moments where it does feel like before before February 2022, uh, people going about their lives, planning events, uh, celebrating a birthday planning for uh, different activities, you know, vacation may not be outside of Ukraine, but planning for some holiday in the Carpathians. Um, are Ukrainian colleagues still keeping to the, the traditional holiday calendar and reserving that time during the early part of May that they're going to take off? Um, those moments between the air raids that bring you back to, to, to the current moment, um, I think are reassuring that, you know, we can find a way to go back to before the war. Um, and so just like you seeing the trash collectors coming out, I think just seeing, you know, whether it's Kivites or those in uh, Lviv or Dnipro going about just regular activities and planning regular moments in their life, that's, that's reassuring that despite everything, life goes on and people are trying to find ways to have happy moments and create more moments with their, their friends and families. And the last question for today is, you mentioned uh, polling Ukrainians on, for instance, the territorial span of Ukraine after the war. Uh, have you also asked them about the uh, legal and uh, state-building provisions, like, for instance, whether we are retaining this presidential parliamentary republic or do they want to change the state system? And the more general question is whether they want to rebuild Ukraine as it was or whether they want to reinvent Ukraine. Great question. I, I I think certainly you certainly have the feeling uh, that Ukraine has turned a corner, uh, that Ukraine will be different, uh, and that the expectations are quite high that it, that it will be better. That this sacrifice and what the country has gone through and losing so many of its best people has to be for something more than we're going back to to business as usual. And I think. You know, many of us can remember a bit of the disappointment in the post-Euromaidan revolution period where it seemed like so much was going to change and so much 
did in different ways, but there wasn't that uh, that that big shift. I think now you have a moment where people want to see their country in Europe, modern, a place where their children come home to, where they're building lives. Uh, but you have Europe uh, that is doing so much at the moment as well to enable this to happen, so that Ukraine is formally welcomed within the within the the European Union and and hopefully within NATO. So it is a real moment, and I think the expectations are high. Also, let's not forget with so many Ukrainians outside of the country that uh, that we hope do return, uh, but they're experiencing also very different things here in Poland. Uh, some of the research that IRI has done uh, within the the Unity Project together with IREX, you see that Ukrainians are recognizing a very different quality of education, uh, other opportunities for entrepreneurship, um, high quality vocational schools, um, things that if they go back, the expectations are going to be that there's going to be reforms within the Ministry of Education, uh, just as one example. So, uh, expectations are high. They're being set both by the government of Ukraine, they're being set by Brussels, but also Ukrainians' expectations are going to be very high uh, for the sacrifices that have been made over these last almost two years and uh, from what they've seen in the countries around them. Michael Drachman, the Ukraine program director of the International Republican Institute in Ukraine, calling the English language podcast from Romaski Radio in Kyiv. Thank you very much and keep up the good work. Ukraine calling.